0: The Detroit Lions are in primetime five times this season on national television. Let's weigh in with one of the experts.
1: You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: What's happening, everybody? Matt Derry with you. It is another episode of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Indeed, your team every day on a Monday, July 3rd and Tuesday, July 4th. We appreciate you listening. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day and following us on Twitter at Dairy Speaks, at Locked On Lions, the Matt Derry Facebook fan page, and as always, Locked On Lions YouTube channel as well. On the show today, a guy I have a tremendous amount of respect for. I listen to his podcast each and every week. The SI Media Podcast with Jimmy Trainer. Jimmy Trainer from SI.com is joining us. We'll talk all things Lions, some broadcast stuff as well. And uh, Jimmy joins us for the duration today. What's up, Jimmy? Not much. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm doing all right, my friend. Um, I just mentioned it in the open, man. Like last year, you know, you're like, can we get the Lions off of Thanksgiving? Why, why do we always have to see Detroit? Now, Jimmy, you're going to have to see
1: a lot of Detroit this year. What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, listen, I want to see Detroit play well and be, and be good. The fans deserve it there in Detroit. And anytime you have a team that's been bad for so long, when they become good, it's a great story. So it would be a great NFL story. My issue really was just with the, with the Thanksgiving early slot. Um, I'm still not convinced that getting them off of that spot, which I know is not probably a popular opinion on this podcast, is the wrong move. You know, Dallas, I get America's team. It makes sense. But obviously the Lions are on the upswing right now and everyone's in love with Dan Campbell. So let's see how it goes here now. And I do think, again, another opinion that it's not going to be popular here. The Lions came on really strong last year, but it's not like, you know, they were one, you know, 11 or 12 games. We do need to keep it in perspective a little bit.
0: No, but uh, like you said, they are fun. From a national perspective, and in you're in your New York-based, how stunned were you that the networks and the league picked the Lions to open the season uh, on that Thursday
1: night or in Kansas City? I was not stunned because the the MO for the networks, they do this on Thanksgiving, in fact, so this this affects lines. They do this on Thanksgiving. They do it with the opener. They don't want to put an A-plus level game in those spots because those spots, the season opener on Thursday night, Thanksgiving, Lions at 1230, Cowboys at 430, those games are going to do monster ratings no matter what the game is. Those time slots are made for big ratings. So I knew I didn't think the league was going to put one of the Chiefs' best opponents in that opener. They want to save that for a Sunday four twenty-five. So putting the Lions there, who are a fun team. I mean, I, that game, that Sunday night game to end the season in Green Bay was great. I'm bummed they got rid of Jamal Williams because he was so fun. That post-game interview was great. Yeah, but Dan Campbell's a story. He's a personality. So you put him there on opening night. You see if the Lions, who people want to believe are on the upswing, can take out the Super Bowl champs. It's a good story. So I wasn't shocked that they that they did that. Jimmy Trainer with us, uh, extramustardSI.com,
0: a sports media writer, uh, and, of course, the SI Media podcast, which I listen to, uh, listen to weekly, just had Adam Schein on, another uh, Syracuse guy, fellow WAER guy as well. Um, let me ask you this. You know, back to this Lions thing, it's funny because a year ago, like you said, and I and I could see national people saying, oh, my God, just Detroit again. Number one, Thanksgiving, you got a shout-out. Jim Nance uh mentioned you during the game. I'm sure there were some Detroit people like, who the heck's Jimmy Train. I laughed, but uh, that, people, that must have been thrilling people, for you. People all across America were. Uh, <laughs> you got a little shout-out. But you yeah. were talking to Nance about the whole notion of, oh, my gosh, you got to go to Detroit. And it uh and he took the high road, which is good, but to give you a little uh, name drop was cool.
1: Yeah, the way it came about was I had Jim on my podcast and I brought up um you know when isn't it enough already with the lions on Thanksgiving? And Jim really, really liked the tradition of it and defended it and and I you know and I like tradition too. I just I just want him better game in that spot and they lions and bills gave us a great game this year. So it worked out and bill, uh, bill. And Jim said, uh, if, if the lions have the game within a touchdown yeah, in the fourth quarter, I'll, I'll mention your name. And then sure enough, uh, they did that. So worked out well for me. It's interesting.
0: Cause you put a lot of these folks on your show. Um, do you feel like, I mean, you could be hard on them, uh, I've read your columns. Uh, certainly others like Andrew Marshan and others have, have taken shots. But do you feel like Jim Nance, I'm not saying he's kissing your ass, Jimmy, but to do that for you and to put – does he think you're going to be easier on
1: him if in a couple of years you feel like maybe he's losing a step? I mean, that's a question for him, not me. Yes. Uh, you know, maybe it's a possibility. I've, I've gotten to know Jim, though, a little bit. I mean, he's been on the podcast f- fairly regularly. I mean, he, I think he was also – he was one of the guys, I think he's the only guy who's been on two weeks in a row. I had, had him. this was two years ago. I had him on uh, the pod before a bills chiefs playoff game. And then the bills chiefs playoff game. If you remember, they had this insane game where the chiefs pulled off the crazy comeback when the bills didn't squib it. And he came on the next week to talk about that game. So you know he's always been good i mean all of, listen joe buck comes on all the time al michael's comes on all the time so jim is no different than those guys so listen are they coming on because maybe they think i'll be nice to them maybe but i haven't you know jim and uh, tony romo caught a lot of heat last season a lot of people thought tony tony's um broadcast had fallen and when jim came on i asked him about it <laughs> yeah, so we i asked him about it we discussed it i you know i've written that there's been massive backlash against tony i do think some of it is like a twitter pile on thing um you know i i've written bad things about the amazon schedule al still comes on the podcast so yeah um yeah it's a question for him more than me you're a guy
0: too that talks a lot about gambling you you don't hide the fact that uh, hey it's legal. You put some money down. You enjoy it. Uh, Lions over under right now is nine and a half wins out in Vegas. So if you had to lean a certain way, what do you think?
1: Yeah, that's a tough one, man. Um, I I think I would go over because you have the 17 games. So they, you know, you, they need to go 10 and seven. I, you know, I think if they go less than 10 and seven, I mean, maybe, you know, if they go nine and nine and eight, that's okay. I would, I would think anything less than that would be a disappointment. Um, I you know I think their expectations are you know with Aaron Rodgers out of that division now, that helps the Lions. I think I, I wish I would have uh, checked their schedule before you asked me that question. I don't know their, I don't know their. Um, not that difficult. AFC, what division they're playing in the AFC? No, they're playing uh, AFC West, so they got to
0: play Kansas City, obviously, uh, wow. and Raiders and Broncos. But NFC South, so they're going to get Carolina, Tampa Bay. Right. It's not like yeah, they're playing the NFC East.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would – if if I had to put money on it, I would go over.
0: It's interesting. I'm, I'm glad I have you on and asking you about this stuff. Fans here in Detroit, you know this, Jimmy. They say, well, the, when the schedule came out, they were like, there's no way we're going to get a lot of primetime games because they always screw us. It's Detroit. They're going to put the Jets and Giants on, and now that Rodgers is with the Jets and all those things. And it turned out, like you said, getting the five primetime games, I thought people here are just so
1: excited, you know, yeah. Can you kind of debunk that myth or do you believe in some of that? Well, I think what helped the Lions a lot is that the AFC is just so much better than the NFC right now from a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? From from an interest standpoint, from a juice standpoint, all the quarterbacks are in the AFC now. You have Josh Allen, you have Mahomes is the best, okay? So you have Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, now Rodgers is there. You want to throw in uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, go on. Justin Herbert, who I think is overrated, but, you know, you got him there. And in the, you know, because at the end of the day, what sells is quarterbacks. That's usually what sells. Yeah. Now, Jared Goff impressed me tremendously last year. I was really down on Goff when he left the Rams because I thought in the Super Bowl against the Patriots, I thought he just looked so overmatched and was out of his league. And was really worried about him as a quarterback but he played so well last year but i think it's the dan campbell factor more than anything and 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 the, the coming off hard knocks last year and the way they ended the season they they've got some juice so um i'm not shocked they got that many prime time because outside of the eagles and maybe the niners you have the cowboys of course uh, always but who are you going to in the nfc there for all yeah. the prime games
0: Jimmy Trainer with us from uh, SI, SI.com as well, and the uh, SI Media Podcast, uh, SI Media with Jimmy Trainer. You kind of changed your name on me. Uh, I know. I
1: didn't. (laughs) It's not my decision. Everyone thinks it's my decision because my name got in there, but it was not my decision, believe me.
0: But uh, I I want to ask Jimmy a little bit more about uh, the Lions, uh, some NFL announcers. There's been some uh, news on that front. We will do that uh, coming up next. First, though, talking about gambling, baseball season, full swing, no better place to get in on the action than our friends at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get that no sweat first bet up to $1,000. So golf, anything you want to put money on. And obviously, uh, there was some craziness with the USFL and everything else here in Detroit. But regardless, now we're getting ready for, we mentioned the over-unders, nine and a half for uh, for the Lions, for the win total, get it. At fanduel.com right now. Just go uh, to fanduel.com slash lockdown, get that $1,000 back in bonus bets with that no sweat first bet. Fanduel, the official partner of the Lockdown Podcast Network and Major League Baseball. Jimmy Trainer with us from uh, Sports Illustrated, SI Media Podcast as well. Um, you know, it's interesting, Jimmy. Last year, the Lions got these primetime games late uh they moved that Jets game to the second team so our buddy Ian Eagle gets on and and call the game. Tariko does the 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 week 18 games. The Lions were getting some some better announcers because they were winning. Um how much do you think that plays a role for for teams and fans to get to hear some of the some of the greats call the game and do you think that's still something that
1: that that fans are into? I think fans are into it. I don't know. If, I don't think the teams care, but I think the fans, listen, if you're a fan of an NFL team, you want the, the top guys calling those games. It just it means a little extra, you know, you want to be in the Sunday 425 spot, you know, so much gets made of Monday night football, Sunday night football, Amazon, the money spot, this, the, the, the slot that gets the most viewers is Sunday at 425. So you want to have that, you know, this year, it'll be Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson calling you know, in years past. That was Joe and Troy, yeah. You want to have those guys calling games. Uh, you know, you don't want to, you know, usually stuck with probably, you know, Mark Shloreth and, you know. <laughs> yeah. but right. yeah, you know, I think it matters to fans. I really do.
0: You mentioned before about Romo. What's your take on it right now? Did, did he have a bad year? I, I, to me, when he first started and he was predicting all the plays, I went, wow, this is great. And then you're right by year three or whatever, this
1: past year, I, he was annoying to me. Like, what do you think that there's, there's heat under the chair? I do. I definitely think there's heat under the chair. I think sort of, uh, I think CBS messed with Tony a little bit. I think, you know, he was told to stop doing the predictions. I don't know why. I loved it. I know some yeah. you, I know a lot of people who didn't love it. I loved it. I think Tony's going to be different. He's always been different and he, he's different than any other analyst. I And I like that about him. I don't want him to be cookie cutter. What I'd like to see him do is just tone it down a little bit. I, I think his analysis on a play is still great. He still tells you what's going on from the quarterback perspective, what's going on with the defense. I think people are more um, critical of the overall demeanor. So he gets very excited. He repeats things. If he just scales back on that, I think he'll be fine. I'm just Tell
0: Michaels you could tell. I know you've had him on the show. Yeah. Uh, you could tell he was annoyed last year during a lot of those Thursday night games. It was just bad football. Um, now they're going to be, sounds like flexing some of these Thursday games, but how many more years do you think Al has left? And, and do you think his kind of annoyance at the games maybe helped the NFL go, we got to fix some of these Amazon games? Well, listen,
1: you know, Al can be annoyed at the game, but. The games were bad. You know, Al didn't make the games bad. So if Al would have sit there, sat there and called it regularly. Well, guess what? Every fan who's watching it is saying that the game is terrible. So I don't, you know, I think I think Al by calling out how unwatchable those games were, helped the broadcast. Got got more attention than the game. Yeah. So, you know, I think Al deserves nothing but credit for that in terms of how long he's gonna do it. He's got, you know, this year and next year left on his contract. You know, I don't. I haven't seen any slippage in his game. I don't see why Amazon wouldn't want him back. Um, so, you know, see what happens two years from now. But he's going to be there this year and next year.
0: Jimmy, what's Fox going to do when Brady decides he wants to do this? Because uh, I thought, I thought Greg Olson was good. I, I, I get the, the the the
1: panache of Brady, but what, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to make Tom Brady their lead analyst. Hey, listen, Greg Olson can be John Madden. Right, But his name is Rick Olson, and the other guy's name is Tom Brady. And that move isn't necessarily for you and I and the diehard fan who's watching every single week. Tom Brady is a name that brings in the fringe person that the fringe person knows. That deal is almost more for Brady, for Fox being able to say, we have Tom Brady, right? And What Brady's actual. Now I happen to think Brady's going to be a very good analyst. I think if you're the best quarterback in the game, in the history of the game, and you have a personality, which we have clearly seen. He has a personality since he left the Patriots. I think he will be good. I think he's going to want to be good. He's not going to do this to embarrass himself. Like yeah. it's, you know, so I think he's going to be good, regardless of whether he's good or bad, regardless of Olson. Fox is able to say the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL works for us and is calling our games. That's what this is about.
0: ESPN had a bloodletting the other day, um, and it's obviously affecting their NBA coverage, but on the NFL side, I mean, um, Todd McShay's going on, how do you think that network's going to handle some of this and and can they afford to go get somebody that's a named person? I'm not saying it's gonna be Tom Brady, but what do you think they do? Well,
1: I don't, I don't think they're going to do anything right now. I mean, these were, this This was all done to cut spending, cut budget. This is all a numbers game. The people who, I mean, when you see the names of of the people who were let go, Jeff Van Gundy on the NBA side is the best NBA analyst in the game. Susie yeah. Colbert and, and Matt Housbeck, Todd McShay. These are all talented people who are very good at their jobs. So this was not a talent thing. This was strictly a budget numbers thing. I've been part of this at places myself where you see people who work hard, who do good work and they're let go. And you just, you know, Um, I think most of those people will land on their feet. I mean, listen, there's NFL coverage everywhere now. You know, you have the CBS, the Fox, the NBC, Amazon, you have Fox Sports, you have, you know, FS1, FanDuel and DraftKings are getting in the game of airing shows. So I think most of those people will land on their feet. There's so many opportunities you know, and you can even just carve out your own thing these days, as we've seen so many people do. Um, but it's a, it's a horrible thing to go through, whether you land on your feet or not. It's a horrible, horrible thing to go through. I feel awful for them. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know if ESPN's looking to bring anyone in right now. They have Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on yeah. Monday Night Football. They're bringing in Pat McAfee. I'm not sure that they're, they're out there to try to bring in any big names at the moment.
0: A couple more questions for uh, Jimmy Trainer. We'll do that coming up next. SI media podcast host, Jimmy Trainer Also read him at SI.com. A train of thoughts. Your buddy, Sal Licata, just got the midday show with former, and people forget this, former Detroit. He, I worked with him for a couple of years, the great Brandon Tierney. Um, but uh, that's got to be cool for your buddy, Sal. I think you guys do a great job on the pod, and uh, that's going to be a, a good
1: move for him. Appreciate that. Um, I'm really happy for Sal, really happy for him. He, he you know, bounced around, paid his dues. I think he deserved this. I think, you know, a lot of times these days, you don't really see the story of someone working their way up, working their way up, working their way up. But, you know, he he was at um, a different station here in New York for a little bit to get reps and to get on air experience. Then he was doing the overnights at FAN, got this opening. I I didn't know Brandon had worked in Detroit before. That's that's interesting. I did not know that. And now, you know, he was doing the 2 to 5 shift, 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. shift at the fan and just – as being one of his good friends, like I saw the toll it took on him because he's he has a, a one-year-old and, you know, he's got a wife and a long commute. And, and that's not his only job. He's on TV here in New York every night at six o'clock. He hosts a baseball show. So you got a TV show at six. You're doing the overnights. You got a kid. It, it was taking a toll on him. And I was actually texting with him maybe an hour ago about just the way life is and the amazing timing of it. Because he was telling me, like, he couldn't do it anymore the overnight. He was ready to tell yeah. him he can't do it. He can't do it. And then this opening came up in that morning sh- uh, morning show, and he's going to be teaming up with Brandon from ten to two. Let
0: me ask you this: You had SVP on the pod recently, Scott Van Pelt. To me, is I mean, now you look at ESPN right now. I mean, he Scott's the best. He said to you, and you broke a little news here. I'm not going to be doing this forever. And you're like, well, ten years, five years, three years. He's like, no to all of it, which I thought was interesting. He made a comment about, well, I'm going to let some, I'm going to give this up and let somebody else do it. Who, who their bench is weak. It's like, I mean, you're a Yankee guy. It is like the Yankee lineup without Aaron judge. Hey, who's going to be the next SVP. I don't see it at that
1: network. I mean, I'll be hundred percent honest with you. I don't watch enough of the, of the sports center type shows to know who would, I think they, I think they have some people there. I'd have to look, um, listen, no one's going to be as good as SVP. No. He's a, he's a unique talent. He's unbelievably good at what he does. So, you know, that's one of those jobs that I'm going to feel bad for whoever takes that job when when he decides to give it up because they're going to it's it's not going to be easy to follow Scott. But the, I'm sure they can find someone who can do that. But um, the person I'd have to look I, I I should know someone I should be able to give you a name off the top of my head. But they'll be able to get someone. But are they going to be as good as Scott? Probably not. I mean, he's just it's impossibly better than better doing no, it
0: than no, he does. No question about it. All right, here in Detroit, obviously, we're pumped for the Lions. Vegas has them as the favorites, the betting favorites, at least to win the NFC North. But how how do you – you mentioned before about the NFC. Outside of San Francisco and Philly, it's wide open. Is there a chance that Detroit could make a run in your mind and and even make the NFC Championship game?
1: Let's see. Can they make the NFC Championship game? Uh, I mean, listen, you know, one thing about the NFL – I've I've always said this. I think it's insane when – people start predicting that stuff because the injuries injuries just change everything. It, it's, you know, you can think you have the best analysis and you've got this inside information and there's and that, and then injuries change everything. And there's going to be injuries and you don't know what they are. Um, let's see. Can the lions be in the NFL title game? You got the Eagles, you got the Niners. I think, you know, the giants will be decent. You know, I think the Packers... I mean, you know this more than me. I'm curious what your take is. What, you know, Julian Lo, jo, Julian Love... No, Julian Jordan love. Love. Jordan yep. love. Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Jordan Love. You know, that's a huge wild card there. Totally. I think was, and... The issue with the Packers was that... Forget quarterback. The rest of the team wasn't that good. And they didn't really make that many improvements, but they seemed to be very high on love. So... I'm going to be very interested to see what the Packers do there, but um, I, I guess I wouldn't be completely, I'd be a little surprised if the Lions were in the NFC title game, a little surprised, but I wouldn't be, you know, I know everyone loves Dan Campbell. Yeah. And if you ever say anything bad about Dan Campbell, you can, you know, you better watch it, <laughs> especially about not But I'm not just in game late maybe fourth quarter decision making timeouts clock management not not exactly the best at it
0: no no I, I I think he cost them the Minnesota game earlier in the year and obviously the the, the way it went with the with the playoffs right. uh, that game turned out to cost them a playoff spot they would have been playing for the playoff spot in week 18 but you now everybody here and I, I me include I just think the division's weak I think the Bears are still years away I'm not okay. sold on fields yep. I think Minnesota's a mess and like you said Green Bay what if love sucks Right. If he's worse than 2022 yeah. Rogers, then what? Cool. So it's almost listen, like you, by default, it's almost like the AL Central a little bit.
1: Yeah, listen, I, the Lions are going to be in the playoffs. You say run to the, you know, the title game. Anything, you know, I don't know. You know, you got to see who's facing who. Maybe they get a break and they don't face the Niners and then they could sneak in there. So anything's possible. I, I But, yeah, I mean, I, I'd be shocked if they didn't make the playoffs. I, you know, they could win a playoff game for sure. Can they win two, three? Not sure there. This town. I would. would worry, I would be. I know, like. I said. I mean, n- you know, it's. You're never supposed to say a bad word about Dan Campbell, because but I would be a little worried about him. And I. And I'm going through this here in New York because the Jets got Aaron Rodgers, and everyone thinks the Jets are going to be in the Super Bowl, which one I think is completely disrespectful to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. But that's besides the point. But Robert Sala is a terrible in-game head coach. He lost like <laughs> this year, not knowing how to. I mean, I've always yeah. said the. Coach in the NFL who knows how to manage the clock is Bill Belichick. Nobody else knows what they're doing, but some are way worse than others. And I saw Campbell botch a few, and I saw Salah botch a few. So you can have all the talent in the world. If the coach doesn't know what he's doing within five, you know, in the last five minutes of a game with clock management and timeouts, it doesn't matter who you have on your team.
0: Jimmy, uh great catching up, my friend. Uh keep up the great work. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Appreciate the kind words. Be well. You got it. There he is. Jimmy trainer. Follow him on Twitter at Jimmy Trainer. this has been a Monday edition of Locked On Lines.